0: pray. Lord God, I thank you once again for the day. I thank you for your grace and your mercy. Uh, Lord God, I just ask that you open up our hearts and our minds to you on the day. Um, help me to teach the word effectively, Lord God, and let the message go forth. In Jesus' name I pray, thank God, and amen. All right, so here's the plan because <laughs> Uh, this lesson is fairly short, I would say, is mainly a reading assignment, and then the next next week's lesson, after that, is pretty much a continuation. So what we're gonna do, we're gonna go ahead and and do uh, the reading assignment for today, or I'm gonna go through the gist of it. Um, you'll read on your own, <laughs> and. Then, uh, we have follow-up questions for that assignment next week after that. So let's see, days is 14, 21st. so the 28th uh, is when we will, or not 28th, twenty-ninth uh, is when we'll be having a review over everything that we've covered because at least I know I need a review because um, there's no way to remember all those names and all that information. Um, Unless you just have really spot-on memory. (laughs) Um, A review is definitely needed. So that's what we'll be doing today. So this week, uh, talking about, still talking about Jehovah. But now we're going to be looking at uh, the compound names of God. So this week, Jehovah Jireh is the name that we're looking at. Or that we're going to be learning about. So, first thing that uh, the author, you know, a question that she poses is, you know, if God is the all-sufficient one, then why does He want us? Right? It's like He doesn't really need us. He's all-sufficient, which means He can sustain Himself. He doesn't need you. He literally could just run this whole thing by Himself, <laughs> right? So it's like, well, why does He even want us? Like, what purpose do we serve? for him. And so some things that I pulled uh, from the text were, um, because he is more than Jehovah, his being is to love, to give, to be more than self-constrained. Okay. So hold on to that thought, because then she goes on to say, uh, as the self-existent one, he desires to meet the needs of those he created in his own image. Thus, he becomes Jehovah our provider, Jehovah our shepherd, Jehovah who sanctifies us, and so on. He reaches beyond himself because of part of his character to do so. So as we start to take on more of his likeness, right, we will also do the same. So we will reach out beyond ourselves to manifest to others what he is to us. So just focusing on that for a moment. Okay. God desires you because that's a part of his being, right? God is love. And his the thing about God is that like, you know, she said in the in the book or in the lesson, he reaches beyond himself. He thinks beyond himself. Um and I feel like lately, you know, probably since the existence of man, if we're honest. Um, but yeah, just, especially as a late, um, we as a, as a people have a hard time doing that. Sometimes even within the within the church. I would say especially within the church. We have a hard time going beyond ourselves. Right, um, if somebody in the body is hurting, you don't really extend yourself to help that person. It's kind of like, well, I'll pray for you. Hope, hope it gets better. <laughs> you know, pat on the back, and you send them on their way. And that's that's not how we should be. Like that's not the example that Christ set for us, right? And again, like she said, we manifest to others what he is to us. So what's in you is going to come out. That's what we need to manifest, those things that come to light, right, that are shown through your actions, your speech, the way you treat others. We've kind of been talking about this for a minute now, right? So even when it's like people are not exactly kind to me, if I believe that God is who he says he is, then I should be showing that. I should be reflecting that. He never said I couldn't get upset. Right? He didn't say your feelings are invalid. If anything, he He wants me to have feelings. Right? He wants me to feel. It's okay to be angry. It's okay to be upset sometimes but watch what you say in anger, watch what you do, right? It's okay if you're scared, but don't let fear be a ruler over you, right? So just that alone is like, if we're taking on his likeness, if we're drawing closer to him every day, then the things that he's taught us, that God in us at some point should start coming out. And if it's not, And you really need to do, you know, a nice little sit down with the Lord and really think about that. Like, really be vulnerable in that moment and open yourself up to some correction. If you feel like you're not even in a place where, like, man, I feel like I can't even hear God. We always hear Him through the Word of God. Okay? And I would definitely recommend finding a tribe, finding people who are not going to be your co-signers. They're going to hold you accountable also are strong in their walk, right? Because, I mean, you know, there are a lot of people who sound spiritual, not like they know what they're talking about, but just as empty and void, and it's like, okay. (laughs) So, yeah, find those spiritual grounded people that you can go to and be like, you know what, I just feel like, hmm, well, let's see what the word says, that person, (laughs) So again, you know, he's a self existence one, right? He desires to meet those needs. He becomes all those things for us. He reaches beyond himself, right? It's not about it's not about us. He's not self centered. He's not narcissistic. <laughs> God, we don't serve a narcissistic God, right? He reaches beyond himself. He's the center and yet He still reaches beyond himself, okay? So looking at his compound names again, like I said, we're going to be looking at the word Jehovah-Jireh, which means the Lord will provide, okay? Jehovah-Jireh, the Lord will provide. Now this is kind of where we're going to dip into this reading assignment, (laughs) okay? So uh, this particular name was very significant in Abraham's life And as the author kind of hints later in the lesson, and we'll probably kind of see that there's a tie between Abraham and his son, right, and God the Father and his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, which, you know, when she made that parallel, I was like, you know, I read this quite a few times, but it's like it didn't click until today. (laughs) So you always learn something new. Right, but uh, it's very significant for Abraham. But before we even touch that, you know, the author wants us again to read, do some reading, some studying. Um, I would definitely recommend getting a concordance. Um, you can, if you have a smartphone, you can use Bible Hub. And uh, what I like to do, I like to use both the interlinear section and the commentary section. What I'll do, I'll go in the interlinear and I'll you have to go verse by verse. In the interlinear it has numbers, right? These little numbers over each word. First it has the original literal translation of the Hebrew or Greek text, depending on which you know what you're reading, which I think we mentioned that before, right? Old Testament primarily written in Hebrew. Old Testament, or I'm sorry, New Testament Greek, right? Uh, since this is Genesis, Old Testament, so you're going to see Hebrew, and because it's a literal translation, it's probably going to seem a bit weird, uh, worded, kind of weird, right? You might have to read it kind of backwards. Um, at least I know I kind of do to make to make sense of it. But each word or phrase will have a number over it you tap on that number and it will give you a list of concordances that tell you what that word means, its origin, um, all kinds of stuff. Okay, so you can see like what that word means and how it's being used. Once you do that, then, you know, or once I do that, I go to the commentary, right, so I'll go back maybe to the home page or whatever, and you can use it on your phone or any, like I said, any device that you can use on the Internet, right? Um, I'll go to the commentary, and you can either do it, one specific commentary for that chapter, or you can look at each verse again individually and see what each theologian or Bible scholar said about that particular verse, right? Because they'll give you some context of, like, what's happening and um, how it relates to what's being discussed, things like that. So, um, I would strongly suggest you do that. But if you don't have resources to anything like that, it's okay. Just read the passage, do the best you can, and, you know, I'll definitely go over everything uh, next week, okay? So, again, this is Genesis 22, uh, verses 1 through 19. That is not the whole chapter I checked. <laughs> but you're reading verses 1 through 19, okay? And she specifically says, And ask God to help you understand his truth and to strengthen your faith while you are reading this passage. Um. Definitely something that, you know, I started doing doing when I started getting into God's Word. Never just kind of jump in there. You should always pray before you even open it and ask him to give you understanding and wisdom. Just like we pray before, you know, uh, we have Bible study. We pray <clears throat> before Pastor, you know, goes into his message for Sunday. You should do the same thing when you go to read his word so that you're leaning on his understanding and not your own, that you are getting what he actually said and not just going off of what you think it says. Okay? So make sure you do that. Now, as you read Genesis 22, 1 through 19, okay, she wants you to look for the following things there's two specific things in particular that she wants to do while you're reading. Okay, the first is, underline the phrase, the Lord will provide. Because that phrase means Jehovah Jireh. So anywhere in your text, whatever translation you've got, keep in mind it might be a little bit different depending on which translation you're reading from. But look for the Lord will provide and underline that. Um, you don't have to necessarily underline it. If, you, if you're if you like me and you don't like writing and books and, and things like that, um, you can just put it on a sheet of paper, right? Note the verse where you found it, uh, and, and just write that phrase out, okay? Or you can write out the verse itself, however you want to do it, whatever method you want to use, okay? So underline the phrase the Lord will provide. Because that means Jehovah Jireh, and the second thing is to note or mark the words love, obeyed, and worship in some way. So whatever form of the word, right? It doesn't. It could be loved, loves, right? Worshiped, worships. Okay. So wherever you see those words, love, obeyed, and worship, however it's being used make sure to mark those or make a note of where it's being used. Okay. Now, that being said, okay, uh, she also lets us know that in Genesis 22, this is the first time that we see Jehovah Jireh being used. Like that is the first time that it's mentioned in the Bible is in Genesis 22. And so uh, whenever there's a significant word mentioned for the first time in the Word of God, the principles connected with that word at that point, hold true throughout the rest of Scripture, this is called the principle of first mention, okay? So principle of first mention, anytime you see it mentioned for the first time in that word, it now applies to God throughout the entire Scripture basically what she's saying, okay? Um, In this case, the first time we see it is Jehovah Jireh, the Lord will provide. Then after that is when she gives the reading assignment of the book, but I'm going to read from the translations that I have. Um, The next thing that she has, or the next part of this reading assignment, okay, uh, she asks in light of what you saw regarding Jehovah Jireh and the words love, obeyed, and worship, what have you learned? So, after you've read, after you've underlined those phrases, um, and you've noted the words love, obeyed, and worship, what have you learned? Okay. Then I want you to write out the events and circumstances surrounding the use of each word. So, you know, what was going on when that word was used, what was happening, how was it used, right? So write out the events and circumstances around the use of the word and any other significant insights into the usage of the word and its timing and history, okay? I know this seems a bit difficult, but like I said, this is not... And that used to, like, kind of bother me. <laughs> um, you know, at least when I worked for the, the newspaper, we, we would give people, you know, articles to do. And instead of just writing the story and, you know, just doing the best they could and we'd help them you know, fix it or whatever, it almost became like they felt like they were in school and they had to do a, a, an assignment. This is not school. This is your life. This is your spiritual Life, your spiritual well being, you gaining knowledge and understanding, you drawing closer to God through His Word, you getting to know Him a little bit better than what you do right now. Okay? So, do not treat this like I'm the teacher and I'm giving you homework to do, and we got to do the homework. That's not what this is. Okay? not. We're just, okay, we really are digging is what this is. You are digging into the Word because that's what it requires. You're going to have to do some digging today. (laughs) All right. And if you're not sure, you're not sure, and it's okay. Like, you're not expected to know everything. We never will. Because if you go around claiming like, oh, yeah, I know all there is to know about the Bible and blah, blah, blah. It's not when you're dealing with an infinite being. God is eternal. You will never know all there is to know about him. He existed before you even came into the world. So how you know everything about a God who has existed longer than time itself? Right? Don't worry about that. Just do the best that you can. Dig as, as much as you can and it will all come together in the end. Okay. So, uh, like I said, Write what you learn, write out the events and the circumstances surrounding those words, like their uses, and any insight, any connections that you kind of see with that word and its timing and history. And so one of the examples that she gives is how, um, what does she say? The fact that near the end of Genesis 22, 1 through 19, you see love first used in connection with the father and his only son. About Abraham and Isaac, and then that connection with God the Father and His only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, right? For love, okay. Um. Then to wrap it up, I know this is a lot, but then to wrap it up, you're gonna read the passage all over again. When you read it the second time. Okay, she wants you to see if in the usage of these words you get a picture of Jesus Christ and his work on your behalf. Again, referring back to Abraham and his son and then God the Father and his only begotten son. Okay, Um, she gives a hint, right, compare love, the word love in John 3.16 with the word love that you see in the passage in Genesis, right? Compare them, which is why I'm saying you'll probably need a concordance. Um, If you don't, it's okay. Just, like I said, do the best you can. Um, You know, you can just write the event or the particular circumstance or the situation that was going on and you can make a comparison that way. Okay? And then she ends with a slight prayer for us, may the Father richly bless you through what you see. And you know, and um, y'all don't have to do these assignments, but if you are saying you want to grow and you're tired of being where you are spiritually, you're tired of becoming stagnant. Because right? if you are not growing, you are stagnant, and stagnation equals death, which means that pretty soon things are going to start dying in your life spiritually. It's going to start withering up, okay? Withering up. you would be looking around real confused, like, Lord, I don't understand what's going on. Have you drawn close, or have you drawn away? Are you growing? Or are you dying? Be honest. Man, I feel like you know, I, I get I, I do really well and then all of a sudden it just takes a turn. Ask yourself why that is. Right? You know, if you're tired and you're just like I really want to grow in God, then do the assignment. Put in the work. Right? It's like any other relationship that you got. You want you want a stronger relationship, you to have to put in the work to make their relationship stronger. If you want to be a better friend, you're going to have to put in the work to be a better friend. Right? So, same thing. Like I said, I know it's quite a bit. But you can do it, okay, because I'm going to do it. <laughs> right? you know, And then we'll all come together next week. We'll go over everything, and then we're going to do them questions. Right? And then the week after that, we will review. It'll be okay. <laughs> so, one more time. You are to read Genesis chapter 22, 1 through 19. First two things you're going to do, you're going to underline the phrase, the Lord will provide. Okay. The second thing you're going to do, note or mark the words Love, Obeyed, Worship, however it's being used anywhere you see it in that passage. After you do that, write down what you learned. uh, Write out the events and circumstances um, of how that word was being used, right? So um, wherever that word is mentioned, write out maybe you can write out the verse if you want but you can write out like okay when Abraham said this this happened or um, when his son Isaac said this word this happened when this word was used in verse blah 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 this was going on right so write out the events and circumstances surrounding each use of the word and with other other you know insights, that guy showed you, whatever God shows you as you're reading it, you're like, hmm, and just make a note, right? So write down any significant insights and in how it's being used uh, and its timing and history, okay? Um, then you're going to read the passage again, okay? So read the passage one more time. And then see if, in the usage of these three words, right, love, obeyed, worship, you get a picture of Jesus Christ and his work on your behalf. Where is the connection between what you read in this passage regarding those words and what Jesus did for us on the cross? What Jesus did for us when he was here, when he came down for us to sacrifice, make a sacrifice sacrifice himself on our behalf. All right. And again, she hints at compare the word love with the word love in three John three sixteen. And that's it guys. So that is your assignment. Like I said, I know it might seem like a lot, but you gotta you know you gotta dig. Can't complain. Either you want to grow or you don't I can't make you. Lord sure ain't going to make you. He he definitely could, but he won't. All <laughs> right. All right. And then we'll meet up again next week. Okay. Uh, let's pray out. Lord God, I thank you once again for the day. I thank you for your grace and your mercy. Lord, I ask that as we read um, on our own and we will through your word, that you will give us that insight. Um, Help reveal those things to us that you need for us to see and understand. Lend us your wisdom and your understanding, God, that we may truly comprehend what we're reading. um, And help us to truly just lean on you and trust you through this process. In Jesus' name I pray, thank God, and amen. All right, y'all have a wonderful weekend, and I hope that you'll join us next week. Bye.